0: Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know, you can't explain, but you feel it, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind.
1: Do you know what I'm talking about? The Matrix. Do you want to know what it is?
0: I Amin, mean, Law. Uh, I'm Oja the Moman Man Summler. This is the Exit the Matrix Podcast. Find us at Matrix Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Exit the Matrix Podcast on Facebook. Our website is exit the Matrix Email us at exit the matrix podcast at gmail.com. Mo man, bro. I haven't seen you in a long time. It feels like a long time. I feel like we have such a bro friendship that if I don't see you within a week, yeah, it's no, really? like yeah, it's like bro withdrawal. Yeah, I don't no. think people know that about masculinity, man.
1: Bro withdrawal, it's a very real it's thing, real shit. How was your travels? Man, it was fucking great, man. I was in the great state of Texas. Um, I had some amazing food, great companionship, learned how to throw axes. Wild shit, man. Wild shit.
0: That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I have a story for you. Can I start off with a story Please do. that Please I do. haven't let you know? So, okay, if you don't know, um, uh, me and Mo Man are poets and facilitators and um, a lot of different things. Um, but I, we tend to get emails from schools or organizations or people who want us to perform for them or do a workshop for them. One of those things happened. Normal, very normal. Um,
1: what the area, bag looked like?
0: They had they had some bag. I'm not. It was, it was in the hundreds, but it was in the high hundreds, that's and real. it was only for three hours.
1: No, that's that's it's not bad. That's not you bad. Can't be mad at that. No, and it's not it's not
0: far from here. It's local, right? So I, I'm I'm not mad at that. So you know we go through the thing here. This is what we want you to do. What do you provide? Give us some pictures. Give us a bio. Yada yada yada. So we're a week and a half into it. I'm about to sign the contract, and um. I get an email back that says, hey, we're really excited to work with you. However, uh, there is this one part of your bio that we're going to have to omit. One caveat, one addendum. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much it was like, hey, uh, this part of your bio that says advocate for Palestinian liberation.
1: (laughs) And and it's wild to me because these are the cats that be like, oh, I'm for the two-state solution. But then you have to have a Palestine. It it can't just be some shit that gets administrated by Israel. I say that as a Hebrew man. I love my Jewish people. But fuck, man. Palestine is a place that exists, too. We can have all of these things.
0: Man, I totally agree. We haven't even talked about our, um, our Jerusalem power. That's, you know what true. I'm saying? Uh, Muslim and Jew over here. So, um, yeah, man, I, I basically was like, you know, I... I hear you, I'm, I, you know, they, oh, they used it, like, we want to remain apolitical. That's how they always say it, apolitical. So, uh, I ended up sending them, I was like, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to, you know, remove, omit this from my bio. I mean, you, they probably could have done it without even me noticing, I, I, I figured that they didn't want to do that. However, I pretty much was like, no, that's not gonna happen. Uh, here's the lighter, my friend, I'm sorry. (laughs) For the candles, for the candles. For the candles, for the candles. Um... So, yeah, so that's um that's one of those things when we always talk about the Dragon Deal. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But, um, you know, I pretty much sent an email saying I'm not going to change it. Uh, they said, sorry, we can't. Literally, they were like, I'm sorry, we cannot work with you. Um, and if you don't know, that happens a lot with artists um, where they're just whatever organization feels that they're just even small things like that they feel to that to be
1: fair man a lot of these nonprofits are contractually obligated now because of those laws that have come out of congress that really uh, refuse to allow money state money to go federal money to go to these nonprofits or educational settings that have anything that's related to like boycott divest uh, sanction anything that's i mean it's literally written into the law for some of these contracts which is mind blowing because look i live in the united states I criticize the United States of America. I don't fucking live in Israel. I'm gonna. Cri- I'm definitely going to fucking criticize them. I have criticisms for every state that ever existed, and no state is beyond criticism.
0: And because of that, you're going to be left out of the loop for a lot of things that are quote-unquote apolitical. So here is another thing I just want to—because I want to bring facts to the table. Um, this is a contract I received um, uh, while I was looking at my contract, which sometimes I don't do because I have an agent— who looks over my contract, and he's just about that money. I mean, I trust him, I love him, but he's about that money. So I was like, you know, let me start. I really started reading these contracts. This is uh, from the great state of Arkansas, which I know you know a lot about, a, lot about a bastion it. of liberalism. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, I'm just gonna say, Article Four, uh, Article uh, Arkansas Code 25-1-503. This is what it says. Artist. Hereby certifies to the university that said artist is not currently engaged in a boycott of Israel and B, agrees for the duration of this agreement not to engage in a boycott of Israel, a breach of this certification will be considered a material breach of contract in the event the artist breaches this certification, certification university may immediately terminate this agreement without penalty or further obligation and exercise
1: any rights and remedies available to it by law, or in equity. So, what I'd like to see happen with that is sign the contract, right? Because you can't be forced to honor a contract that is that is uh, illegal, right? And so, what I think about is the constitutional free of speech protection that I'm guaranteed by by literally the First Amendment right I want to see someone take that and that would be a court case that would be worth going that would be something the Supreme Court would have to eventually decide on because that's the impact of that like an unjust law is not a law at all and so something like I say that again man as a Hebrew man there are things that happen from the state of Israel that have to be we have to criticize these things we, that's how the things get better I signed those contracts and I still do every fucking thing I'm going to do. Yeah, no, I totally hear you. And I I really, I kind of, I'm daring somebody to fuck with me because I will go to federal court over this. Because I feel like the Constitution supersedes any fucking arrangement. Now look, if they want to get a constitutional amendment passed that says you can't criticize Israel, good luck good luck good l- i mean shit our congress is so fucking complicit right now they probably could push that through but they haven't done it
0: that's a great segue that's a great segue because this is this is um that was just a story time i thank you my friend my my sister um you know she uh shout out to my sister uh she's always asking me about the politicians that I bang with, like
1: you think, you know, I, you probably hear this too. Yeah, I moment. thought that was going a whole nother a whole another way, man. It's D.C., bruh. You run into everybody. The politicians that you bang, I'm like, I too am interested in the politician that you bang, bruh.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've probably anyway. Let's keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frank Underwood. She's always asking me, you know, and you. I'm sure you get this too. You know, you you hate everybody. You hate all the politicians. You think they are all terrible. You, you don't like any of them. And I I usually kind of agree with her. I, I can't ever give her a politician that I rock with. So that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit today. Um, if if you were listening, I can't remember we talked about this last podcast, but um, essentially uh, Ilhad Omar, who is a representative uh, in the United States Congress, uh, grilled Elliot Abrams. Um, about uh, what's happening in Venezuela and America's uh, intervention uh, into uh, Venezuela. Uh, She got a lot of flack for that. She then tweeted something that was perceived by those people who think anyone who hates Israel is anti-Semitic.
1: Right. That was a really interesting critique too, right? Because they tried to... uh, use an intersectional takedown because you said all about the Benjamins, right? And so they jumped into, you know, as you know, Benjamin is a very common Hebrew name. So they're like, oh my God, it's anti-Semitic, but it's like also all about the Benjamins is totally black talk. Like that's hip hop conversation. And so they use the dual meaning of that to like take the literal most, most insulting view possible without even the understanding that it's possible that Ilhan doesn't even know Benjamin is like a common Hebrew name. I
0: mean, it. I I totally would say that they were, they cherry picked that whole situation. Oh, facts. It, it 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 has nothing to do with that. It's just a de- deflection. It's their new pro. It's the new program. Anytime, right. anytime you condemn Israel, you're you're condemning Judaism as a religion. Even though we know that if you're an East African Jew and you try to come to Israel. Uh, you're gonna get treatment probably worse than you know the the Palestinians. Well, about. they we were know forcibly the sterilized. Sterilizing forcibly people. sterilized,
1: right? Which is one of the great arguments that Black people have about like why we have a great fear of Western medicine and especially the the whole uh, the vaccine regimen, right? Because I'm not a microbiologist. I don't know what the fuck you just shot me up with, right? And that's not to even be on some paranoid ship. That's just the reality. Like I really don't fucking know. And and because. That there are people that have been, oh, when they talk about a few bad apples, let's take the most generous possible understanding of this, right? Let's say 99% of the people involved with these projects didn't know. Let's say 99% of the government or non-government organizations that are administering these things didn't know. All it takes is that 1% to horribly misrupt, disrupt the the trust factor, when you talk about Tuskegee, when you talk about what was happening in Central America, where like, you know, it's only like in the last decade where they came out like, oh my God, we were forcibly giving people STIs.
0: Like... I mean, they were just, we were just reading an article how they South were doing that in South
1: Africa. And not just STIs, HIV. I mean, straight up I HIV. Mean, death sentences. Like, this is not conspiracy theory shit. This is shit that's been fucking admitted by the governments. This is some real shit. And this is... When we talk about exit the matrix, what
0: we're trying to get at, I think, is Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah, he, he's about to get another W.
1: Yeah, yeah you know, and he's that's got another right? W because it's a trust, it's a trial test balloon because he's been in, he's on the way of being indicted, right, for corruption. That's a fact. Uh, and he still may win this next election, which is oh, fascinating. Oh, he will win it.
0: There's no, there's no debating that. No, no, no. I think he's going to win that.
1: He's lo- the Supreme Court uh, in Israel has done some things in the past couple of weeks. Like, for example, they're forcing uh, the Knesset to recognize an Arab uh, party. So that's going to be votes to get pulled away from the majority party, um, uh, Likud. Um, so, that, yeah, he will probably win, but it's not a shoe-in. Okay. And he's been there for a very long time, and motherfuckers are sick of his shit. Like, except for the people that love him. I mean, he's like—that's why I say, like, he's the trial balloon for fucking for fucking Trump. You know what I'm saying? Because it's gonna go down much the same way. He's gonna be—they're gonna—they're gonna find. I mean, they're running Rico on the fucking president of the United States right now. It's fascinating, right? And I say that as a street dude. I lost many dudes to, to homies to Rico, you know, and like that's real stuff. But just—they're doing that. He still may pass though. He still may pass.
0: He will absolutely pass. I like I have no doubt that it's going to happen. They I right. know he's had the indictments right. coming down. They were far less right. um you know I- implicative right. of what he was actually doing, right. you know. It was pretty much tax evasion or whatever it is, you know, where it's it's something easily fixed. But this, this I, wanted, I want to get into yeah, yeah. the segment in and of itself, though, because... That
1: in and of itself mm. brings up, like, when you're talking about, like, favorite politicians, right? Here we go. That is incredible tactical utilizations of politics. You understand? So, like, if I'm watching the game for the game, like, on some Game of Thrones-style shit, right... I have to give incredible fucking kudos points to people like uh, Benjamin Netanyahu because I feel like he's gone even further than fucking Ariel Sharon. (coughs) Ariel Sharon's like, I'm a fucking general. That's what the fuck I am. That's what the fuck it is, right? Benjamin Netanyahu has made like incredible alliance. Fuck, he's allied this nation with, with, with Saudi Arabia, which is something that never happened. Like, that's a lot of skill. But that's not what I look for as far as like what I want in a politician. For me, I like statesmen. I like people that are willing to have one thing they can accomplish because that's all you really can do. Maybe one thing you can really do. And to be willing to do that, you have to be willing to say, I'm only going to give myself four years because if you're not gonna play the game, you're not gonna get reelected. You can possibly get elected to do one real thing, but if you like, it, like if Obama was like, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do nothing but healthcare reform, and this is the hill I'm gonna die on. I'm gonna kill every single piece of legislation that comes to me except for this. Is y'all really willing to do this? Like, you know, like what Trump tried to do with the wall. Well,
0: I, I think that. Politics is at a place right now where the presidential, this is how I feel, the presidential election could never possibly uh, have a politician in it that I would rock with just because I don't think anyone would ever adhere to an idea of, I'm coming in here for four years, I think it's such a power hungry position in of itself and requires, I mean, think about how much heaven and earth you have to move to be a uh, viable presidential candidate in the United States I mean you have to be close to a billionaire. You, you you if not, you have to be willing to raise what is probably
1: you have to be vouched to for billion by a billionaire. Dollars. If you're not a billionaire, there have to be several billionaires. You have to be rubbing elbows you.
0: with them. I, I yeah. just can't you know, I just can't see it. But I when when I was thinking of um what I want for a politician, I, I really I really think is um, you know, a challenging of the status quo. Like I, I know everyone is always here. It's like every time a politician does something, there are, are always spins, you know, what do they call it? The spin, spin, whatever, spin. Right, right, right. Um, you know, when people people have to, they really feel compelled to argue the spin. And, you know, I, I just hate that that's a, a a commonplace in politics, the conversation of spin. And what I would really like, well, Ilhan uh, Omar uh, just did, uh... We you gotta challenge the status quo, just like we were talking about the um, uh, district attorney Mosby uh, f- right, from Baltimore, right. challenging the status quo. And I and so when I look at my politicians, I uh, you know the fact that you can play the game is the part that I don't like. There's no so the, right. the 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 main thing that I look at is look at is when you get into office, are you immediately hit with controversy right. that doesn't involve oppressive ideas is your rhetoric right. immediately challenged by both parties and you right, look right, in right, right, right. what um what, uh, what, oh, what, Mara what she's significantly doing
1: significantly to the left of even aoc right she just doesn't have and that, have the, and that the, was
0: everybody's that was
1: everybody's jump off right that right. was uh, alexander Ocasio
0: cortez was the she was the new she was the new new you know she's right. leading the the green uh new right. deal she's the millennial she's on twitter she's super hip i'm not saying i'm
1: I I'm, I'm totally I got a lot, a lot of respect for you know I mean
0: she takes a lot of stances
1: at right she's literally the farthest to the right I'm willing to go you know what I'm saying That's a great she's way to put it. you know what I'm saying because like yeah to y'all she's to the left to the me no 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 because like again the fact that we have brown Democrats right who are willing to watch brown countries get dominated. And that's not something to die, like, not to, like, go to the killing floor on. Like, and you're, you're claiming to be a democratic socialist. Like, where is your voice to step up for the people of Venezuela? You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to feel something about this. And I want to see her take those kind of stances. Omar takes those stances. She and takes I respect those that.
0: And that's what buries her. She, she's going right. through so, so much right now. And her party has... Uh done very little to support her in in any real way other than right. saying hey i i agree that it's okay that she said those things you, you know and, and and when i hear a lot of my liberal friends and, and we both have them right. you know and alexander Acosta cortez is is the number 1 i'm saying like what is she really... What, what is her backlash? You know right, what I'm saying?
1: Right. Because it's still status quo. It, 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 may, it may be a different side than the right. Oh, no. The right hate her, though. Like, so when you're asking what's her backlash... I I'm,
0: guarantee you they do not hate her as much as uh, Ilhan Omar. That's been the number one conversation yeah, on, see, they, on the oh, right. Right. So Period. Here's,
1: that's a good, it's a good conversation, right? And it's, it makes me think, though, because I think they underestimate Omar. They think Omar is going to be one and done. They know that AOC is going to be here for a while, so she is more the focus of their obsession. Whoever they hate more, they are obsessed with AOC. Yeah,
0: but but that, that may be what the outside is saying, but I'm telling you, the insiders, they're totally comfortable with her being there for a long time. Uh, a- 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 AOC, I'm saying. You're right. So, okay, so what I'm, what I'm saying is, okay, here, let's, you want to play a game? Sure. Uh, let's, let's play a game. You are somehow, by some miracle, mm-hmm. by some miracle... You are uh, in in the Senate. Okay, Ooh, you're I'm a the senator. i a wow. motherfucking senator. I'm, I don't want to go president because I think no, that no, that's no, impossible. No, I got it. I got it. Senator, you have everyone, and of course, everyone knows you're an incredibly radical. Uh, um, you know, you're a communist mm-hmm. <laughs> by you know uh, by your own description. Uh, what are the three things, the three things that you champion
1: while you are in office? Right. So if I'm a senator, what I'm going to look for is strong nationalist like terms, not like white nationalism, not like how this term has been perverted. But like when I say like this is the the key, I think, to socialism and or communism is is taking your own internal resources and having self-sustainability. Right. So not a whole lot of people even remember this. But the United States is one of the greatest fucking petroleum uh, producers in the world. It's a top 10 petroleum-creating nation. Like, you think about Saudi Arabia, you might think about Russia, you think about maybe Venezuela, and a lot, of, not even a lot of people understand that, though they have the world's largest oil reserve. But the United States is a huge petroleum creator, right? So for me, I would force American petroleum companies to have to buy at least 50% of their oil from Americans, whatever, some stat, from American oil reserves, right? And, like, that's something that would never happen because it's such a globalized product. But because of that, it actually hurts the actual American workers. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's essentially what's happening in Venezuela right now. They've nationalized their oil. And so it's brought, and so now it's, all of that wealth belongs to the people, right? And that's a, that's a terrifying thing to capitalism. It's just horrifying. So, like, that would be, like, the, the, the quickest thing I could do right i would think about also looking strongly to find because your word like the thing that i learned coming up in the hood is your word is your word is your bond you got to live and die by your word right america has this image of like this great bastion of freedom, but we don't even keep our own word. Like so for me, my my next agenda would be to go through all of the like Laramie contracts, all of the contracts that we have with the First Nation Americans. Because literally until you do right by them, nothing else matters. Find every single contract that's broke and work towards that. Third, I would look at finding an egalitarian way to make the American citizenship. A standardized experience. I was in Texas just the other day kicking him with a homie, you know, on the way to throw axes, right? And uh, she's driving like a bat out of hell, yo. But this is a, uh, you know, she's uh mid-20s, a woman. She's look blessed. You know, she's pretty. You know what I'm saying? And, like, she's literally, uh, and it's, it's worth saying, right? This was a white woman. It's worth, and so, like, she, there's a cop, like, right in front of us. And, like, I'm like, yo, it's a cop, right? And I'm thinking in my whole mind, like, man, this is literally why I don't like to drive. Because just, like, in a random experiment, I could get pulled over and I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen next. Even though that should be a very predictable experience. You know, I was going this speed. This is the this is fine for that. This is what it is. That's one of the things I like about DC. You know, like, you're just going to get that thing in the mail, bro. <laughs> you know you're speeding. But, like... It was something that, like, I could tell literally in her mind, it hadn't even dawned on her that, like, she could get pulled over and there could be, like, consequences. You know what I'm saying? And it's just those things where it's like, you know, you try to explain that to your friends, but it's not things that they can... That at best, it'll be emulation. It'll never be native language.
0: Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> it's so interesting you're talking about DC and my comfortability as I've, I've lived here for the last, you know, 10 plus. It, you know, w- once... Marijuana was cannabis was legalized in in this the district sort of decriminalized 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 your entire if for the even now when you when you have weed in the car or just illegal substances in the car which I I I often do I guess I'm outing myself here not that I give a fuck but I'm I would say that over 50 percent of the time when I'm driving somewhere I have drugs in the car so. Man, most of the time that's weed. Not always, but most of the time, when I get pulled over, I and my car is searched, which it often has been. I feel I feel more comfortable, you right, know. Right, right, right. But but I mean, that's a problem you don't have. That's a problem I don't have, and I had for many years. And you know, just just understanding like police being this huge variable, because you never know how a police officer is gonna feel in the moment. And be triggered by you in the moment. Because it never feels like a standardized mm. thing. I feel like we got pulled over twice. I feel like both times that we got pulled over, they were very different in terms of procedurally. You know what I'm saying? Like we got pulled over. Different cops ask different, ask, ask different questions at different times. They take um, a, a certain duration that they have to go back in their their car. You have no idea what they're looking for. And you know what I'm saying? It's it's so variable all the time, I can never pick out whether it's gonna be a good situation. So the entire experience is terrifying.
1: Right, and so like standardizing the American experience, I feel like that's an important thing, right? Those would be my first three things. And I think as a senator, I would be able to create legislation. Now look, everybody might vote against my shit. Doesn't matter for me. As a senator, what's important is the legislation that I'm introducing. I can't make the rest of the motherfuckers act right. But as a senator, I can do everything in my power to, to create just laws. All right. I have another question for you.
0: I miss you so much, man. I'm so glad you're back. I've been wanting to talk you, to you. Man, I love I've you. been talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, welcome to Exit the Matrix slash our bromance. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, we just asked the politician question. Okay, so I, I'm going to preface it this way. We were watching one of those dating shows mm-hmm. on YouTube, and they're often uh, nice. You know, they're, 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 they're real play- – it's like real reality. It's not like quote-unquote reality shows. It's like here are two people that cared about each other or want to care about or are looking for love. So one of the contestants on this dating show, her uh, dream job was activist socialite. And I just thought of how incredibly um, wow in uh, conflict those two things are with each other, and I think that if you're listening here, or and also you, Mo Man, um, know that there are some celebrity activists that no, are...
1: I disagree. There, there are celebrities that uh, have adopted causes. No, no, no. I mean people who have become celebrities by
0: their activism. You know right. what I'm saying, and you know she's always like, "Well, what about this person? And what about this person? And what about this person?" And I usually am against uh, those quote unquote activists, you know, because I uh, because of the same thing that I wanted a politician, which is
1: uh, a, someone who who challenges the status quo. Oh, you know? No, that's a very different role for me. That's a very so, different role. Of. So, wait, so. Well, d- so, well, me- so, this is the
0: question. This is the question. I'm so sorry. That was a very convoluted uh, introduction. What I'm saying, what I'm now asking you is, what do you look for in your activists?
1: Right. So, that's a, that's a bolder question. Oh, and by the way, if we're answering who our favorite politician was, for me, my answer would have been Hugo Chavez. Uh, easily my favorite uh, politician of the past 40 years. Just his charisma. Uh, I mean, this guy called. George Bush, a devil, at the UN. Was incredible. it Hey, was it um was it him that said it smelled like sulfur up yes. there? He said it smelled like y'all smell that it's sulfur yes. in here because the devil himself has just spoke. And I can still smell the brimstone. He said that about and like all of these Democrats now they love George, man. They love Georgie Porgy. George Bush's turnaround has been incredible, incredible. bro. His Obama flossed him right up. And, and and Michelle. Michelle flossed him right when you,
0: up. When you show if you haven't, uh kind of gross. It's very Michelle, gross. Michelle George Bush. Uh, if you if you want to kind of get freaked out, I was totally freaked out when I first gross. looked at. If you don't know the uh in appearances by both the Obamas and the Bushes, Michelle and George are giggling and holding each other's
1: hands, passing and each other candy, passing each other candy. It's a really weird thing. To to watch. I would actually. never insinuate sexuality, but this is definitely the language of intimacy, it's and an that's intimate, odd to me. It's
0: an intimate thing. It's an intimate thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, George Bush's turnaround has been super who, interesting to me. Is
1: Omar your politician, or who's, who's yeah, your favorite? Yeah, I,
0: I don't really have you know a favorite politician. To me, is it, it feels it feels weird. Okay. Um. Because a lot of times, it's very it's it's very rare you find someone who has kind of that um uh, benevolence along with whatever status quo challenging mm. that they have you know yeah. so so anyway and and i think we i i think you gave a great uh, example anybody who's really challenging that that status quo especially of capitalism you think of i don't know
1: castro mao i mean you know those are all yeah they're, they're all... mao i mean yeah and i think they're underrated right people see them as dictators uh, they were certainly they authoritarian, are. but there were still people that they had to answer to. There were still councils. I mean, that's the way communism works. Is one dude, your voice may be the loudest voice, but you one voice of voices, right? So, like, because of that, anytime you have to coalition with other people, politics are involved. Um, I think about Mao and I think about Castro more straight up leaders, though. There was politics involved in what they did, but, like, at the same time, like... The difference between a politician and a statesman is a statesman will just do shit. Like, it's like they don't, they don't really worry about bringing consensus. I've always erred on the side of <laughs> anybody that saw me get very spirited appeals in slam master meetings knows I am definitely more of a statesman than a politician. So,
0: <laughs> okay, so, so, so with that being said, we, we got our politicians out the way, right? What do you look for in an activist?
1: In an activist, I look for somebody that's willing to be unpopular. I look for someone that is willing to admit that they can be wrong. I look at someone who is willing to be a lifetime learner. These are the things that are really important to me. Things like charisma are far less important. Charisma is important for politics. It's not important for activism because in activism, the whole point is to not be seen. It's not about you. You happen to know this thing that other people don't know and you're bringing them the message as best you can understand it. But anyone that had the message should be able to give it. To think that you alone have the message is antithetical to any type of real activism. So for me, my favorite activists are the people who I don't even know their name. But every time I show up to the spot, I see them out there. They're feeding the homeless people. You know what I'm saying? They're doing mitzvahs. You know, a mitzvah is a good deed, you know what I'm saying? The highest form of a mitzvah is a good deed you do for someone where you don't know that person, they don't know you, and you never tell anybody about it because it's about helping human beings. Like, activism has to be much the same way. It cannot be about, you know, look at me, look at what I did, look at this thing that I did. All of that shit is performative. That's not to say that...
0: You know what I'm saying? I think that's where I start to see the difference between uh, the activists and the activists that become celebrities and have a celebrity right. status. They do things to like so pop. There, yeah. There's a there's and I'm not saying that branding is not important, but what I'm saying is branding should be an extension of who you already but a stunt are. But
1: it's done as a stunt, and stunts can stunts can become more important. Um, now look. There are some people like, I think about, um, bring them down New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? Out there with uh, Michael Questlove and all them. You, do you know them cats? Them cats, uh, they was part of the slam community, but what they do is right now, they're going all around um, New Orleans and they having all of them Confederate statues brought down, they're protesting. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I like hip. I know all about that movement now, because I know them niggas, I know them niggas, but if you didn't, you know the movement. Ain't nobody putting himself in the front of that because it was way more important than I said this thing at the speech is that them fucking statues come down.
0: I think that being performative just in general, the things that's really hurting humanity right now. Especially mm-hmm. especially what's going on right now. We always talk about uh polite violence, you polite know. Violence. And like these this protocol that exists where as long as you're saying things and doing things in a particular way that everything's cool, even though those things are incredibly violent. Uh, violent. So being performative, for one, is is uh, up there for me, for um, activists. Are you about your business? I think we're saying the same thing. Uh, status quo challenging, another thing. But I think this one is really what I look for in uh, in an activist is how grassroots are you? Yeah. I'm not saying if you've gone out globally and you've expanded and you go different places. I, I, I love, I think traveling is, important for all of us and it's important for, for my mental health too, you know, just to get out of the place uh, that I'm at. But but when, when I talk about you, do I know where you're from? And, and I think that's similar as we're going to talk about music afterwards too. If I are constantly hearing your music and I don't know where you're from... I'm going to question you, you know, because it's a part of, it. repping your set is important and it's a, a big part of being genuine. So when I see activists that they don't really even got a base, you know, you see him here, you see him there, you know, they, they, they might not even live in the city. They might not, even, they may be so far in the suburbs no.
1: hanging think, think out about, that they
0: don't know what's going on in the think city. Think about
1: super homie, right, from Baltimore, right, with Black Lives Matter, and he ain't even with the, like, the local Black Lives Matter chapter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that's why I ain't even going to get a homeboy's name cause the, that is, because, again, it's not about the people. It's not about, it's it's not not about, about the, the people. people. And this ain't no personal attack, but it's about being real about what you connect to. Where I'm from is the thing that I have to work on the most because this is what I see every day. This is where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I think also people get hung up on who knows you. You know, I had sat down and had a conversation with the president. Yeah, but could I ever catch you in the hood, though? Like, where you at yeah, there? certain
0: things do not impress me. Like, like certain people who have resumes that are very uh, impressive, you know, I, I, I just, I can never look at certain people with astonishment or reverence. If I don't know you, you ain't been with the people, bro. Like, you got to be down with the people, because if not, you're the activists, you're the socialite activist, which is a new creation, I,
1: I guess, that just popped up. I think the last time I was impressed by someone eating with the president and I, it was a weird feeling for me, man. I always say it was Easy e When Easy e got called in to meet with the... And I'm like, I was, I was impressed that it happened for him. I was frightened for him that it happened based upon who it was and what that dude's connection to the world was. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that I was impressed it was the president, but it was like just the honor of this like, Because Easy was such a really hood dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, unapologetically hood. And again, he's going in there with the full instinct. First off, he would never be the one to be bragging, like, oh my God, I went to meet the president. It was more like, look, I'm going to tell you what the hood know. You know what I'm saying? You need to hear it. Well, right. And that's, I think, those meetings, like, I remember when I
0: was uh, in my, the activist group that I was in a few years ago, we always talked about, you know, because you, when you're out in protests and you're out and part of an organization, people ask you for interviews. Like, right. I, I don't know. I, I've been interviewed a bunch of times. Right. And because, you know, I think I'm a good talker, But we have a podcast. <laughs> and a lot of activists actually are um, very introverted kind of people, you know, they, they, they they're they're big personalities, you know, but in those spaces they're not. And I've always been a big personality in in all spaces. Uh, I think just what I, what I'm getting at is the creation of the creation of community and the creation of like, are you hip? Are you hip to the city? Are you hip to what's going on? Are you a part of the subcultures
1: in the city? And subcultures right. are very important to me. Well, think about the Mayor, uh, Mayor Bowser, right? You you I mean, I'm, there's no dis. I'm asking. Oh, no, I do not rock with Mary. No, no, I know, but I'm just, I'm trying to understand. Do you think that you could, that she would be the kind of mayor that could ever be seen like randomly at a go go? Like, is there anything uh, well, more DC than a go go? Well I,
0: well, I think it'd be performative. And I think, because look, this is something that you should know about go go. I, I know you probably know something about go go, but adult go go scene that if you go to, it's really a lot of people 40 and up. Yeah. Just so this should be her core demographic. Her core demographic. And there is, I, so maybe now, I mean, this woman didn't even know, didn't like mambo sauce. And that just blows my mind. Anyway, that's another story for another day. Fascinating. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can go to a go-go and it's not jumping like. I mean, it's it's just chill. You know, it's you know, someone got a drink in their hand and couples are swaying back and forth. And I'm not saying it's not a turn up. It is. But it's very different than if you go into you know the go go a go go with the with the Utes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you know then it's gonna get get jumping. Uh, But even I couldn't see her at a place like that. I mean, she she seems like she subscribes to
1: whiteness and neoliberalism so much. Being a good politician is right. Think about again, probably the most gifted politician of our lifetime, Bill Clinton. You don't have to like anything about him, but you have to respect his ability to play politics in. Little Rock, it was known. You could see him at any of the, the local chains. He would show up. He would eat meals and, like, eat meals. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was he was a good old boy. He would remember everybody's name. You know what I'm saying? He gonna compliment your food. Oh, this is the best stuff ever. Think about having the savvy to go on the fucking Arsenio Hall show and play fucking saxophone badly, I might add. That shit wasn't even good, but it was like just like understanding black culture enough to be like, Oh shit, he's not all the way at fucking square though. White people's
0: bar is so, so low. incredibly low. <laughs> that when someone does it in a in a way that like maybe like on some real shit, Bill Clinton couldn't have made a black high school band. No. You know what I'm saying? Hell
1: no. Bruh. Uh, in New so, Orleans.
0: Yeah, but but this is another thing that too. Is. Like, uh when you go to a dance party, you know, and Oh, it's like a Dougie contest or whatever. Whatever right. the nudes are doing now, but um, you know when a white dude can halfway do the Dougie, he's gonna yeah, win yeah. because it's yeah. so shocking. Ellen
1: DeGeneres when she was trying to <laughs> when she was trying to Crip Walk. Like right. I have seen people get literally dead at. When we talk about Little Rock stories, bro, I've seen claiming ass motherfuckers try to do Crip Walks and get shot at. Like yeah, you are not I even. Fad
0: Joe talked about B two K. Was it B two K doing it or Amarion Or <laughs> and they were like, and he was like, man, you these are legitimate like gang affiliated things. I, I know places <laughs> where you go if if someone caught you doing that, some you know some bad things you can happen rough. to you, that, you. know facts because they you will get G checked. I don't think people really <laughs> understand how it is to get G checked. You're gonna there's gonna be some shit that push your teeth at it. That if you know, you know, and if you don't, <laughs> you're
1: gonna know immediately
0: that you will you do be made
1: not. to learn. <laughs> you're gonna be a lifetime learner.
0: Yes, you know. So speaking of push a T, you know, people are always asking me about music. You always ask me about music. I think we always talk about music. I wanted to know, and by your own standards, uh, who's like the wokest artist? Who's the most conscious artist? Who's pushing the envelope politically in the rap game right now?
1: Who would you? Damn, who, that's a tough question. Like. It just depends on who you still consider contemporary. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because there are people who may not be hyper-relevant, but they're actually still in the game. Are they putting music out consistently? Sure. Zach De La Rocha is still putting out music. He's woke as fuck. He's I mean, this motherfucker was talking about Sandinistas in the 90s, yo, and still got one of the nicest flows in the game. Not to be an old head about the shit. Um, I you think know, that's obvious. Right, right, right. <laughs> Immortal Technique, Uh, he's still putting out work. You know what I'm saying? Like his revolutionary mind state is incredible. Um, he's failed me in some areas. He's he incredibly homophobic. Like I feel like, it, like that has to be acknowledged. I think he's getting a lot better at that. But he said some things that were definitely hurtful, and if people don't fuck with him, I understand that. You know what I'm saying? No judgment. But for me, a lot of his political and radical frameworks, as far as like uh, revolutionary and leftist thought. He's very far along the path. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a big fan of, like, canceling people. Like, oh, they, this one thing is not fucking right. Even if those things are super fucking serious, man. Like, I feel like those. it's my job now to work with those people as much as I can to the extent that I choose to. Nobody is obligated to do so, but I try to do so. Because they're already so much of an asset. Some people you're never going to be able to make work. But I feel like people that are that far along the path with just one or two blinders... Man, do that work, man. I have blinders. I still have blinders and I'm oh. Yeah, I feel that way a lot about I think Lupe Fiasco. Where mm. there's just so yeah. many um there's yeah. so many
0: contradictions, but the he he does the thing that I applaud more than anything which is challenge the status quo, which yeah. is ruffle feathers in a positive way. I remember when he was talking about abstaining from voting, you know? Yeah. That, that almost ruined his career. He called Obama a terrorist. He called Obama a Like, that's
1: real shit. That's a hard stance for like the number one grossing artist at the time. Yeah, and and from Chicago, where, right? where Barack no, Obama facts. was, you know, facts.
0: had been doing his to community. Compare work. and
1: contrast, right? You have someone like, all right, Kendrick, who I feel like is lyrically a beast. He's definitely one of the GOATs of this era, maybe one of the greatest rappers of all time, right? But this is a dude who grew up in Compton. You you witnessed all the gang shit. You watched all this dirty cop shit in your life that you had to be exposed to, and you be kicking it with the LAPD, man. Like you be kicking it with the commissioner. Like that's not woke. Like, yeah, I
0: think I think Kendrick has been hurt a lot by his music actually being more progressive than who he is yeah, as a person. You know songs with Taylor Swift be? I think to, I think that was the the true sign of like he's not the savior. And yeah, like you said. He is so incredibly talented. He's incredibly talented that I'm not gonna let the fact that he's not the the, the the wokest artist get in the way of my enjoyment of his music. But but like we were just talking about, um, artists who are incredibly talented and kind of push the art form. I think also of a Jay Electronica, who is maybe not, I've agreed with everything that he's ever done. But But, but this is the same dude who's married to a Rockefeller. Like, you talk
1: about contradictions. I know he's. What the fuck?
0: But you know, he's an enigma. He is. And that's why I'm very intrigued by him. And also, he's incredibly talented.
1: Bruh, he's definitely, to me, the illest. Everybody be on Black Thought, and I get it. Black Thought is fucking incredible. For me, it's Jado. I feel like Jay yeah. could get anybody,
0: bro. Really, we're really showing our our age here. <laughs> can you think? Okay, can we get some young artists in here? I I, I think of um, uh, Mick Jenkins. Mick I, Jenkins I, is, is incredible. I think, I think Mick Jenkins is one of my favorite artists out I right think now. He,
1: yeah, he's definitely significantly woke, man. He's woke like, as fuck, man. Little bitty statements like "drink water." That's profound. That's radical as shit. Yeah, extremely radical. Um,
0: you know, and he had the um. The the dr- the drowning sound. That oh I mean my Are you kidding me? I and mean, he's marrying, he's marrying an envelope <laughs> pushing sound, yeah. which is also a throwback sound. Yeah, yeah. Which is also uh politically uh motivated but not heavy handed. That's my favorite shit.
1: And his New Orleans, baby. What? Of course I fuck with this dude to the to yeah. the ninetieth degree. Like wow. every Southerner, man, we have such great pride in Southern artists. They're all ours. We because we had to work so hard. You know what I'm saying? Like the thing about the the loops that this guy had to go through. Like he had to leave New Orleans, go to New York, build up a name in New York. Cause it ain't just about being nice, bro. You know how many nice people is out there? coming from the world of poetry, bro, I am blessed to know hella nice motherfuckers. They ain't never going to be able to do this for a profession. You know what I'm saying? He was nice as shit. Went to somewhere where no one knew his name and made everyone never forget.
0: Uh, I agree also that there are a lot of artists that we don't tend to think as you know woke because they don't right. kind of have an academia right. background. Right. You know, I think of artists, we're in Washington, D.C. right now, thinking of Fat Trail and just the amount of right. time that he spends right. within the city. Is a, a kind of an activism in of right. itself, you know, because the larger he gets, he continues to bring those people that are it immediately in his agree. circle along along with him, you know, and that genuine kind of aspect. I mean, I think about how divided DC can actually be, like mm-hmm. if you understand sort of hood culture in DC, you know, like a lot of times it's based off apartment building on streets, you know, it's not quadrant based like I know in you know Baltimore it is, and and not to say that it's not here, but you know, I just think that someone who he reps Northeast and, and you know and, and Benning Benning Road, which is not far from well, we're basically on Benning Road, but you know, he, he doesn't feel like he's only repping repping one part of the the city. He feels like he's uplifting the entire city, and I think yeah. that he takes Brunt on his shoulders. Also, also I'm gonna let you jump in here, young MA is another artist we both oh, stand for. And I'm I'm gonna give you a second, but I think because she is once again Unapologetically, who she is. She reps a lot of places, but I guarantee you, you know, she's from New York because she said it a hundred times. You know, these artists are, you know, like I know not traditionally what we would think of, but in terms of how they're moving forward with great art and they're pushing the envelope just by their existence in these spaces. I think is also something I look for in an artist.
1: Real talk, man, real talk. But see, that's a different question though. When you ask me who is the woke meat that I'm, that I'm on, that's where I'm at. But like when you ask me who am I rocking with cuz it's a different mood. Like Young Man's top of the game. <clears throat> I also feel like she's extra nice way nicer than people are giving her credit for. Like, way when you nice. talk about hip-hop, bro, I'd be afraid nicest. to fucking see M.A. in a fucking cypher. I feel like she would eat these niggas alive. You know what I'm saying? I know that people have strong feelings about M.A., but I feel like when it comes to lyrically, but all, that's where I'm at with well, all, of, all of my young people are, are definitely women with the exception of, like, maybe Mick Jenkins. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, Dreezy, you know what I'm saying? Young and May.
0: Oh, do we listen to her new joint Aretha Franklin? Have I let you heard? Oh, Dree- oh my god, that joint right? is
1: they're all lit- the nicest. Like very few of these dudes, this young is really, really nice like that for me. Look, this ain't no shade, man. You know, NBA, NBA Young Boy, if you into it, that's what it is. It's not, it's not, he deserves to be rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like that's real. Like if, it's, if that's where you at, that's where you at. but a lot of these cats, though, man, like I just can't feel it at all. I can feel a lot of the young ladies out there because they got that heat man, they got that they' coming at it the way. The, but also, more than the skill, these are people that I know, right? They're not caricatures of people. These are people I know. Yeah. Like I knew young MA. I knew a million young MAs in the hoods that I came up in. Authentic as fuck. You know a lot of uh, blue faces? Nah, man. I ain't never met nobody like a blue face, bro. I was about as weird yeah. as you could be as a black dude, and I was yeah. pretty goddamn weird. There was no way I could be that weird and also not be incredible, right? And I feel like it's not there with dude. I've, this shit is just weird well, to me. You know, I mean, cause all them mean, little leprechaun motherfuckers, I'm man. I'm so fucking, fucking
0: glad, bro, that we finally had this gimmicks. conversation because I feel like it's important. And I think that we kind of navigate it uh, differently, but I think we arrive at some similar right. um, some similar conclusions. So when I think of all the, the SoundCloud type rappers, there are sometimes uh, I listen to a Uzi Vert song and I'm like, this song kind of cranks, man. Yeah, this I know you followed him, bro. Pushing song. Okay, how about this? How about this? Twenty one Savage has been a big
1: conversation sure um a lot a lot changed my whole life as far as like he goes come on give these guys a chance to, to to get older but absolutely but but
0: but i think what's bigger what's even more of an impact for me is they're straight up industry plants, and I and 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 it's not just the. Uh, blue faces. Can we talk
1: about the white on white crime? Can we talk about the white okay, on white okay, crime? We're we
0: gonna get there. Can, oh. All right, calm down, calm down, calm down. I'm making a point here.
1: Well, all of them are industry plants. What
0: the fuck? Okay, we're gonna get there. We're yeah. gonna get there. I'm making a point here. Uh, not only are there guys like Blueface, there are also the conscious quote unquote rappers oh, who uh, who come in very clean and are able to uh, you know.
1: The ones that put out a Jesus album and then be talking about what them girls do. uh, I think people's lives
0: who's just sort of been made up. And you know, say what you want about Chance. I think he's talented, but I think you know he did. He had this one line in uh, Acid Rap. I forget which song it was, and he was like, "You know, someone get uh, Katie Couric in here because it looked like a hurricane in here." You know what I'm saying? Like and he's talking about Chicago. And I feel like that was a really a moment where I felt incredibly connected to him as an artist. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as he's gotten bigger... He's he's sort of relinquished that challenging of the status quo.
1: Me and Oprah just might go for lunch. You know, and I want to have lunch with Oprah. No, and I think he really does. I think it's a. a I think he probably does. I don't think he, he really does. I think like he's like a he humble brag. Does. That's like some humble brag shit for real. Like oh, you know, we about to uh go downtown and knock out a couple three thousand dollar states. I think it's a great example of how I, I think
0: also I feel about the presidential races. You know, and mm. and, and and Republicans and Democrats. It's like. Okay, do you prefer your industry plant to have face tattoos, and you know, all 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 we do is talk about you know drugs and 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 being in a strip club and you know all that shit, or do you prefer your industry plant to um you know talk about skateboarding and uh you you know what I'm saying, hanging out with the president and yeah. you know dapping up Cornell West or something like that, like. I, I you know what I'm saying they they're both part of the same you know fake product that's being put out in front of young people who, who can't figure out what's genuine about music and what's right, not right. you know like the labels the labels they don't know how to make money man they just throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks and I think what they're finding out is for the general public for the basics and the schmegulers it doesn't really matter I mean it, it, if you play it and there are people going to listen to it man Most most people don't really care I think About the music that they're listening to
1: No anyway. I mean because the production values are so high Right that it's going to be something That you can still nod your head to It's just Americans don't have the attention span To listen to instrumentals So you got to put somebody's hands up on there But like I mean Blueface doesn't He's not even on the beat bro Like it's really I don't like to be the dude That's always shitting on the young dudes Because it's a weird thing No, Because here's the flip side to that right all these old dudes is like, I was so much better than you in my day. Yeah, but are you better now? Because we right. keep going back and forth with this whole Bone and Migos thing, man. You feel about a dip? Look, Bone to me was one of the illest groups of all time. And I actually would have had a great deal of interest before I actually heard what was coming. For them to like get together and be like, all right, look, here's the, here's the thing. We going we to each as bands, we going to throw up half a mil since all y'all claim to be balling like that. It's going to be a million dollar pot, but y'all, each band put up half a mil, and uh, I give y'all, you know, $300,000 a piece to work on beats with whoever you want to work with in the industry, and then y'all have a concert where y'all go back and forth with new music that y'all have created, and then we'll let the crowd see, you know? But the problem is these guys don't keep their weights up, man. Yeah, you was super great back then, but you're not super great now. The shit that I'm hearing now, now look, there are some people that have maintained careers, 40 Water, still fucking dangerous on any fucking track you put him on, because he never stepped out the fucking, he never stepped out the gym. Most of the cats from 3-6, uh, shit, they're better now than they were in the 90s. In the 90s, it was just beats. It's like, oh, some of them was good. You know what I'm saying? Lord Infamous, I fought with him. You know, But like, lyrically speaking, like, it normally, but like, now, shit, it don't make, you're not even, Juicy J is going to cost you a hot bit to get on there.
0: Yeah, I feel like at this point, Juicy J is just saying, I'm not worried about an album. I'm not worried about doing tracks. Uh, How much for the feature? This is what I cost. Push a
1: T. Let me know what's up. He can talk that shit about them young dudes because he stayed in the fucking gym. Hey, Missy fucking Elliott is the only person I know that could take a decade off, come back and still fuck everybody up. Uh, I I think that music has gotten to a point
0: where it's like food, you know, Mm. like snacks. They have gotten so many scientists and so many people together and said, this is how you make music. Mm, The formula. This is a formula on how you make music that will keep people, you know what I'm saying, engaged. And because... you know, at the end of the day, we have to realize that our brain is pulling in this stimulus, and it's affecting our chemical structure. Mm. So all you have to do is pull in a sound that's going to affect that chemical structure. It's best science, baby, science. You know, and that's what the, the 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 game is. But you can always tell when someone is outside of the formula, right. and I and and I crave that. I crave that not only in my my rap music and. I feel that way about movies. Yeah, you know, people take chances. That, like fun movies. Oh, it's just a fun movie. No, it's a safe movie. Yeah, it's a movie that they created as a, as a a product to be consumed. You know, and I don't like when art is used in that way. And rap music is. You know what I feel is the most revolutionary of art forms, and it's crazy that it got this big. I'm not trying to see no formula shit in there. That's how I feel. So, about, but that brings us this.
1: to the next thing, right? Yeah. Because we're talking about the Woktionary, and the word for the week is "Dragon's Deal." So, dragons, dragons yeah. deal is is a phrase, right? That we came up with. Uh, there was a there was a video game back in the day called uh, Wait, wait,
0: wait, real, real quickly. This is this is our I think our first time we really did a Woktionary term. Word. So, this is the Woktionary term. Go to ExitTheMatrixPodcast.com. We will have, I hopefully in a week or so, uh, have an entire list of words that we think is important, phrases that uh, can help.
1: Dragon's Dogma is this game where you're a hero and there is this dragon and it threatens the realm, right? And it's kind of like it happens. It's a cycle. The dragon always comes back after so much time and a hero will be born to fight the dragon, right? The dragon chooses who it will be because it attacks and it will take half of your heart. Right, And so you come back, and now you're quested to be the dragon slayer. But you reach a level where you meet the dragon. And the dragon tells you, this has been a hustle all of this time. Now, I'm going to give you two choices. You can go back to the place that you're from. and You can tell everybody that you killed me. And if this happens, they'll make you the king. You'll be the ruler. And you can keep on going forever until the cycle happens. Right, but if somebody ever kills me, you will live forever until somebody kills me, right? And that's the dragon's deal. You put it out there like you really the one that went out there and made it happen. You put it out there like you the one on there for the for the team and shit. But really, you the sellout.
0: Yeah, and uh, I feel like the you know like the second option, which you didn't even mention because I don't feel like anyone takes anyway, is fight me, fight me, bitch. See Kill if you can for beat real. me. Yeah, see if you can actually beat me. And I think that is such a, a good microcosm. We were talking about activists today, you know. But you
1: make conscious choices. You make like, conscious uh, choice. you know what, I'm going to do the safe poem. I'm going to do the, the poem where nobody gets offended. You know, what, what do people like? People like people like shoes. Let's do a poem about these this shoe brand. Because everybody likes shoes. Look, get paid if that's your thing. But that's, that's a thing where it's like it's very a safe thing. It's a very, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's something that's not going to offend people. Well, I think we all have to
0: find how we navigate it, you know, because I'm not going to be the judge and jury here of, oh, this, this is what you do to sell out and this is what you not do. Right, 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 right. I mean, you know, you, the biggest athletes in the world, you know, are, are sponsored by Nike and
1: we, we, you know, the practices that happen in uh, And it's hard to South turn down, down a million countries. dollar check. But at the same time, yeah. if, you, if you're an activist, how can you be square with that knowing right. that, you know, I'm, anti, I'm anti-slavery all around the world? I'm anti human trafficking all around the world. And how am I supposed to feel knowing that there's a 12-year-old somewhere in some part of the world that's getting paid $2 a week to make shoes that are $200 a shoe. And they got to make 800 shoes a week.
0: Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to navigate. I, I think about um you know a lot of times that I've done, you know, college gigs or you know, done done shows where I'm like this 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 college or this university is involved in um, what you know prison investment you right. know, th- th- things like that you know and there's it's so hard to navigate that's why I'm saying I'm not ready to be judge and jury on on anyone but I think that there does have to be a point where you start questioning if an artist is in everything and does everything and, and doesn't turn down a script some some actors do it you know it's like they never turn down a script. And it's like, at some point, you got to make a stand somewhere for me to rock with you as, a, as an artist. And that's not to say that every time you're brought at a crossroads, right. you got to pick the right decision. But at some time, at some point, you got to show some
1: uh, principles, you know, as you move forward in the world. Another simple way to look at it, too, is do you fuck with these things, right? Like, again, you know, I drink beer. I like really dark beer. You know what I'm saying? If I was to make a product for a beer that I don't like... You know what I'm saying? That's Dragon's Deal. Like, man, you don't even drink this brand, Brand X. You talk about people that drink Brand X, but they hit you with this check. Let me tell you about this beer. Let me tell you about this beer. Brand X is the beer that I got, and I'm going to drink it right here. Like, yeah. that's Dragon's Deal. Yeah.
0: I um... I really like that jingle, by the way. Thank you. That was good. I did You, you just made that up, I huh? did, I
1: did. Brand wow. X, uh, if you're out there, you know.
0: Yeah. Hey, look. Let me tell you. If you got a woke little company, you can sponsor us. Like I'm not turning down. You know, like I said, I'm not gonna be sponsored by Nike for any check. But you know, if I know you talk about like they talk about or that's the, the right, time. right
1: all the time. Yeah. They talk about in this era, get the bag. I feel like some bags I can let go. Yeah, some you bags you saying? got to let, you got to Some bags go. I don't need every bag.
0: And and also, I also want right to I also want to say it's really impossible to avoid the matrix. It's just every and it seeps right. into everything so like I have an HP computer, you know, an HP laptop. HP is um a company I would boycott as a part of the BDS movement, you know, and I I didn't when I bought the laptop, I wasn't woke enough to understand that I don't want to buy HP computers, you know. So I have this HP computer. Am I going to get rid of it? Uh, no, I, I don't have money to buy
1: another one. But at the same time, it's also understanding there is no ethical consumption under late stage capitalism. All you can try to do is mitigate, mitigate the harm that you're doing, and be as conscious as you can with the dollars that you spend, because that is, in many ways, the truest, real way, the only real way to vote. In a capitalist society, you vote with your dollars.
0: And when you have a situation where capitalism is uh, really the only way that you can affect change, yeah, you got to do that with your dollar and you got to be incredibly woke in in every sort of uh, way that you are a consumer. Um, You vote with your dollars. Yeah, you vote with your dollars. So when we were talking about being politicians and what uh, we would like to do as... Um, our, you know, when our first 90 days, I think voting accessibility would be something that I would be interested in because absolutely, I feel like voting is so incredibly inaccessible. And I know for some people that's going to sound crazy, but you know, a lot of times you, you, get, first of all, you got to have an ID and IDs are not easy to get. They're expensive. And that's not just the fact that you have to pay for uh, an ID. Sometimes you also have to get your birth certificate. I know I don't know what the heck my mom did with my birth certificate. I had to go get another one. I didn't go Think about get... how
1: hard it is to get those kind of things, like a social security card. Like Those are expensive robs items. you takes your takes your, uh, not just expensive, but difficult. Like if someone wants to rob you right now and take your wallet, right? And you got to go back and get an ID, the stages that it takes to go back and get a social security card, the stages that it takes to get a birth certificate. And you have to do those before you can move on to phase two type shit like- an actual driver's license yeah. or a state ID. Like, you definitely need those preliminary forms of identification first. It's something that could legitimately take a working person a month to, to accomplish. What's absolutely
0: incredible to me is that there can be a situation where uh, you can have all of those things. You can get everything mm. together, you can pay for everything, and you still might not even be able to get off of work. And what's right. also to, to vote, and what's also crazy is, how in the fuck can I not register to vote online? Right, right.
1: What in now, what world? Now registering to vote is not the hardest thing to do, but again, it's still not the most easy thing to do. And and there's always room to make things much better. I can like, sign up
0: for a, a CD account. I put like right, let me not talk about my bread, but I put some bread into a CD account and transferred right. a significant amount of money online ever never speaking to a
1: human being right and you're telling me that i cannot just sign up and prove my identity and those are things that should be able to happen because we and, and we use digital signatures all the time like if you ever do a fafsa that is a digital signature it knows that that is fucking you if you're doing if you're doing your your taxes their digital signatures there you know so you should be able to do those same kind of things and and the thing is, is, is we've talked about it a little bit before if you've done it if you if you can do e commerce through your phone, you should definitely be able to vote through your phone. Yeah. Your phone knows it is you. That metadata it is so easy to prove that it is absolutely you on your phone at that time. That those are things that we can do. Um, it's not the best thing, but it's something that almost everybody has. Yeah, you have a phone,
0: and that's and I you know I think so many things change once because people talk about oh get out and vote, get out and vote. They never talk about how it's easier for people to vote because, right. you know, I honestly, like it's, it's most people don't care about politics because the politics never actually changed for them. Right. You know, like the, the, the lower you are on the capitalism bar, you know, the 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 least amount of things cha- change from, uh, you know, party to party.
1: Right, right, right. Uh,
0: so I think that you will start to get,
1: you know, more of a third party presence, what I think is
0: important, even though I don't fuck with government in any way but i think
1: voting is extremely important and this is something where we disagree right is it the most important thing you can do nah in fact it's one of the least important things you can do but i feel like it's something that everyone has to do and this is why even if you don't feel like you can pick the politicians that you want and you probably can't you know i mean what is dc's like 93 percent democrat something like that like do republicans even run for mayor here
0: Yeah, usually uh,
1: (laughs) once in a while they will throw somebody out there like, hey, let's do it for fuck's sake. Eh, Let's do it for funsies. You're going to get crushed. Right. But yeah, so like knowing that it's like that, you should still it's not important to me about who wins as far as that goes, because the people I want are never going to win. But I'm always going to vote for them because I feel like it's very important to always pick the person you legitimately feel like is on the ballot that would create the best country that you can not the person most likely to defeat to defeat the person that you want least to get it that's a very cynical way of going through process but what's more important to me than all of those things this is it's only through voting that you're going to be on the rolls to be ed- eligible to be on on juries and that's the single most important thing i think any citizen can do is put yourself on these juries because you are the ones if you say black lives matter then your bitch ass better go fucking serve for fucking jury duty you make them tell you you can't fucking be there. The
0: thing about it is, is that they will though.
1: Yeah, but because I mean- how many? Uh, if, if you are involved in jury
0: duty selection, once again, it's a science. There's an It's a complete profile. They they pick out certain people to do certain kind of cases. That's why you're never going to see anybody like yourself, probably, um, in, on a jury with a person who is of
1: color being accused of something. It's getting harder and harder, though, man. I mean, literally, just this week, that was in the Supreme Court. And Ebra, the only person, oh, my God, it was embarrassing because the prosecutor, this was a Mississippi case. It was a murder case. The prosecutor, right, had tried this dude seven times for the same murder. Right? Because it kept getting uh, he kept using his his uh, veto to uh, whatever that what do you call it? The the thing where you can remove a juror.
0: Yeah, remove a juror. Okay. I don't know what right. it's called. But there but is yeah. a
1: there's a name for that, I can't remember, but he had done it six times and kicked every black person off, every single time. That just went to Supreme Court. And they're gonna lose, yeah, but bruh. the Supreme Court fucking sucks. Bruh. They do suck, but every now so and they're again, they do... no, so they're gonna lose. So I
0: mean, they're gonna win that case. They're gonna
1: win it bad, dude. This is um, what I'm we'll saying. See. No, even the only person that had any commentary about this, guess who? Guess which justice? Who that? Thomas, Clarice Thomas. Jesus. But even fucking Bert, Bertie Boy, Kavanaugh was like, wait, wait, you, you kicked. Every single black person off the jury six times. Talk to
0: me when it happens.
1: Talk to me when it happens. It's going to be an eight to one decision. That is a crushing defeat. In the right. Supreme Court.
0: So that means now that you once... What is the law then? That, that when you get a
1: jury, you have to stick with exactly who's there? You No, here's the thing. You can remove it, but you oh. can't remove specifically on the basis of race. If there is oh, a pattern... Okay. Well, they'll work around that, bro. Come on. Of course. I mean, there, there's already a rule. And this 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 law, this case is retesting that. Yeah. Right? The but justice but,
0: system is too fucked up, man. Of
1: course. I don't think it's course. that. I I personally, man, I think that. I can't it's fix that. that. But I can get on that jury and make them say no. And I can also go to papers and be like, hey, this is a murder case. They kicked me off because I'm a black guy. These are things that tie directly into my activism. These are the things I can change. I will never be on the Supreme Court. I can't make any of them do any of those things, but I can present an argument, and I will tell my lawyer exactly the argument to present. God damn it. All
0: right. I I have uh, very little um, input when it comes to... Uh, voting in general, be- because I think it's just a bad way to select people. I don't I really understand when I say, "Oh, I'm uh, voting on you know uh, s- school. Uh, uh, what do they call it for the person who the referendums? Uh, or- yeah. Well, no, no, no. I think." things that i want to vote for uh you know so if i vote for someone a police commissioner or something do i truly know this person's policies do i know what kind of human being they are i have no education on them and i guess you can spend your time going to town hall meetings and all kind of other junk i'm I'm not doing that you know like this is the the, what i have to pay for like if i'm interested in knowing about my candidacy I, i work 40 plus hours a week so do most people my age I mean everybody
1: uh, has online platforms. They don't make Okay, them make them accessible.
0: accessible. uh huh. Right. Accessibility. Exactly. They don't want you to know about it because they want a they want a smaller pool of people. Uh, you know, pulling the strings. You know, once someone said, Yeah, how many times if, if you get a union or you get right. a part, oh, we got the farmers on our side. You know, they decide how yeah. people vote.
1: I, I would also say, though, uh, first off, so unions have almost no power anymore. So unions don't even exist, man. Right. So that's, that's, but people I, don't even have jobs, bro. They're just all contractors. Right. I think a lot of people aren't good with the platforms. I'm just going to double advocate you here on this because I feel like they legitimately don't have the talent. I believe that most politicians are megalomaniacal as hell and would always want their platform to be as big as possible. I think most of them just don't even have the language or talent to know how to do it these days. There are some people that do. Uh, Cheeto Mussolini is fascinating. He absolutely knows how to use his social media to keep his name popping. AOC is another great person at keeping her platform out there and accessible. Those kind of people are the gifted politicians that can do those things. Most politicians, you run it for city clerk... Come on, you probably not that slick with it yet.
0: I don't, yeah, I don't think these people are savvy. I don't think they represent the people in, in, in general. I know people are really big. I, this is what I feel like if we were talking about being in a democracy. If I'm in a democracy, okay, fine. I'll have a representative, so what? But I get to vote on most things. Mm-hmm. You know, when I talk about, well, think about this how I think it's like 63% of Americans believe that uh, cannabis should be uh, legal for recreational use. Right. So you have a significant portion of the population that wants a thing, yet there's no way for them to get it. And even though it's legal uh, for states to, I guess, bring up the referendum or whatever, that was just, it's still a kind of a a gray area right now. That, That can change at any moment. So you don't give people agency, even if they do vote for certain people because of the status quo. So I would like to be voting for whatever, initiatives, uh, referendums, all these things that I can easily say, here is, and they have a description. When I I go to vote and I see a description and I read the description, I feel a lot of times adequately informed enough to make a decision on something. If so, every
1: referendum had a 50 to 100 word abstract on what is the, the bill, yeah. Yeah, and I think the legalese mo- can be tough to, to make it through though.
0: Uh, what yeah, but my question is why? If we're if it the if we're supposed to be by the people, I get the way that the matrix works. Mm. What I'm saying is how should the matrix work? And if yeah, I want to yeah, no improve bad. on voting, I don't give a shit about not only is accessibility important to me, I would like concrete uh agenda policy um Things on the uh, on the the ballot, and they often are do those things. Yeah, no, they often do have referendums. They They do, do, but but they're very difficult. I should have thirty of them. Yeah, I should have thirty of them in plain writing that I should be able to look up. Online when I go
1: online to register for my shit I think you should still be able to use your phone in the booth like I might need to look up these things again Right as because it's a very ableist thing to imagine we got these 10 referendums on air There's 15 different politicians that we're voting on and I remember all of these things right like so again like Yeah, the fact that you can't even use your phone in the booth. Those are those are problems for me
0: All right, I think we're way
1: over time (laughs) Oh yeah, no, we're gonna have to cut this bad boy bad huge.
0: We're way over time, but um, I, I know we people also, my sister included. Uh, big shout out to my sister, um, Tev, I love you. You know, maybe you're listening, uh, maybe not. Either way, I love you. Uh, but she is also asking me, like, where do you go to get your news? You know, where do you go get uh, the things that you listen to? And I always tell her, I, I really like podcasts. My my two that I I usually go to is um, uh, Loud and Clear. It's a two hour radio show every day. Um, with uh, a lot of incredibly uh, woke people, you know, there it's it's kind of white, uh, but you know, um, it, they do a good job. And also, uh, uh, the real news—the real news—is also a podcast okay. that I listen to. They're they're segmented, and you they're know.
1: on YouTube as well. I've definitely seen them. I never click on them, but I, I've definitely for sure, seen for them.
0: sure. And, and I like podcasts because I can. Okay. Well, clearly I'm doing
1: one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like podcasts because I can just download them, listen to them on the train, mm-hmm. and I can be you know, focused on what I'm doing. I'm sure people listen to them in their cars. So
1: that's, th- those
0: are the two things that I get a lot of my current information on. Right.
1: I would say my two news sources right now that y'all could be messing with is uh, both of these are, they're no paywalls. They're totally free. Um, you can get them through YouTube, um, but they also have websites of their own. I really am a big fan of Democracy Now!, I think they cover a lot of great. They're definitely, without a doubt, the best American news source um, right now, by by far and away. Uh, and also, there's a there's a group called Cas, um, Caspian Reports. They put out really fascinating takes about a lot of the geopolitical things that are happening around the world, which really helps you to better understand why our government, why all of the governments do the things that they do. Like, um, they had a report on Syria. I felt like it was one of the most useful things that I've ever done because it did a teardown of, like, what Turkey wants to get out of the Syrian conflict, what Saudi Arabia wants to get out of the Syrian conflict, what Israel wants to get out of the, you know, what what Iran, what Russia, like, all of these people that have material interest in Syria. And it breaks it down in a way that you're never going to get from, you know, MSNBC or Fox News or any of those... Places to give you news products. And it's a big difference um, between news and news products. So that's something, too, for y'all to be up on.
0: Yeah, like I said, we way over time, but fuck it. That's how I
1: feel. Right, time do- is a human construct, baby. Right. This is a long one. This is a long one. So y'all just go eat that juice. Yeah, yeah. At this let's, point. Let's break it down. Let's do the, uh, the fuck yous and the uh, shout right. outs. All right. Um- All right. So I'll just kick out a couple of some people that I ain't gave it to in a while. Um, oh fuck you to Guaido, man, motherfucker. You sitting there claiming to be the interim president of Venezuela, okay? You can't even go out amongst the fucking people, bro. You staying up in these fucking hotels and shit, man, when the power's going out all through Venezuela. Man, fuck you, dude. Uh how about oh Bob Kraft. Fuck Bob Kraft, ooh, man. Yeah, he's yeah. a fu-
0: what a, and, and I I don't know if you heard about this. It was a football player who an uh, NFL player who um who basically retired. And uh, he announced his retirement on Instagram while smoking a J. Uh, You know, and he's like, "Can't you can't let this weed smoker back into the NFL?" And like, you have an NFL owner who, yeah,
1: so that brings me pretty much deviant. Fuck Elon Musk, a motherfucker that fires people for smoking weed, but smoked weed on a podcast for uh, the other fucking day, man. So motherfuck Elon Musk.
0: When are we gonna get over cannabis, bro?
1: When? This shit is crazy, bro. Like, I ain't got no problem. My problem is clearly hypocrisy. Like, if you win it, man, don't be firing people, man, for, like, what they do in their personal time. And these are people that consider themselves to be libertarians often. Like, oh, personal freedom. Yeah. What about the 50,000 people that work for you? What about their personal freedoms?
0: I have one more fuck you. Right. Uh, I have a fuck you to EA Games
1: oh uh, they, make, no, Man, they make no they make dragon's age i yeah, like that game
0: yeah, listen they make a few games and uh what is it bioware that had just put out uh anthem if you're a gamer you know exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> if you're not but these like these uh video games that they work on for decades and they, they put out a game and they say here's the game you know this is not a complete game we're gonna add on to it later and you get basically this you know, boring same three stages where they just make the characters more difficult to kill. So just like, fuck these large gaming corporations that are making bad games and making people who love playing video games wary of playing them.
1: Well, in, in that spirit, fuck you to Bethesda, okay? Because I love the motherfucking Elder Scrolls and you ain't put shit out since 2012. You have the best franchise and all the fucking games right now, okay? We will go other places, okay? Shadow of Mordor was really a banging ass game. You're doing some good things.
0: Yeah, Fuck shout, Bethesda. Shout out, shout out to uh, shout out to video
1: games in general. Shout
0: out to I've been having a good time uh, playing my Halo Wars 2. You know, that's the new game that I'm into right
1: now. Yo, shout yeah. out, shout out to Elix <laughs> for fucking my computer up, but it's a fun game. It's the it's the most fun mediocre game of all time. Uh, wait, what game was that? Elix, man, it's a really—it's what is that game about? So it's about it's a it's a dystopia where like there was. (sighs) I love dystopias. Oh, I'm gonna break it down. No, that's the next. We'll talk about video games more extensively. More extensively on the next podcast. On the next podcast. Woo! All right, we out of here.
0: Bang! Hit hit the cue, the intro music or outro music.